0: hey this is carrie from wrap your head around silks this is the expecting aerialist podcast how's it going guys i hope you are doing well today we have mike tan he is a healer a body worker he is my sensei he is my master teacher in body work And if you are in pain, if you have chronic pain, if you have aerial pain, if you have a nagging, irritating pain when you're training or even when you're not, when you're resting and you can't seem to figure out what the heck is going on and doctors and PTs have looked at it and it's still a mystery, Mike Tan might be a really great person to listen to because he has such an incredibly unique and deep approach to the body and healing the body. And I'm very lucky to have him as a teacher. He he's my bodywork teacher. It's been pretty much 5 years that I have been apprenticing underneath him and it's been a huge journey of discovery for me and I just wanted to share him with you guys. He's the type of person that you can't really listen to once and absorb it all. It's just, it's so complicated and it's it's like an onion. He's an onion and his practice is an onion and it takes a while to peel those back and really understand the whole thing. But I invite you to listen and absorb and um, if you have any questions or if you have any chronic pain that you'd love for him to talk about, you can actually email me with it and I can ask him about it and maybe we can talk about it. In fact, we actually started the conversation by talking about one of Sensei's cases. So we start in the middle of that. I didn't want to delete it, even though it kind of starts in the middle of the conversation because it is it is super relevant. So that's what you'll be hearing at the very top of the episode. Say hi, Bean. I'm Can you say welcome? I'm coloring. Yes, you're coloring. She wants to tell you guys. Can you say welcome? Welcome to the the podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's get started. That was very good.
1: We're doing all the, like, some things we're doing strengthening, some things we're doing release, doing anything with the calves, pisses off the nerve, don't put any pressure on the net calf. I mean, he's got a herniated L4, L5. And he was supposed to have an epidural twice, but he canceled it twice because I've got gotten him improvement. So now it's off the table. There's no shot. definitely not considering surgery oh right now. Oh, my God, this is I gr- want you to tell to the story, up. by the
0: way, as well. Okay, yeah? so I just started recording and... You know, in case we I was like, oh, Mike Tan's gonna sure, say something yeah. epic and I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's
1: it's been it's been good because I miss teaching. And you know how when we were in that classroom, it's like uh we don't have a clinical case, but here I am on a clinical case. It's like all right, there are right moves and there's wrong moves. Definitely. You know, you don't want to piss off the nerve. You don't want to overwork him. And when I was releasing his psoas, oh my God, he was holding his back together from his psoas. Wow. He was holding it together from there and releasing it had repercussions. So we had to have recovery afternoons after psoas release. He slept one afternoon after that. It was the best thing ever. He's like 6'4", 215 pounds. It's like, wow. Yeah, that's a big guy. That's a big back.
0: Okay. So, okay. My podcast listeners, you guys are in for a treat today because this is Mike Tan. I call him Sensei. He is my master teacher in body work. And, uh, you know, the pandemic gifted me with Mike Tan because he is now in LA. He was living in Thailand for, what, 10 years or something, maybe less? 15. Fifteen years yeah. in Thailand. Yeah. So yeah. so I found I found Mike Tan through our hilarious like connection because we have the same accountant and our accountant is super. What do we call him? Well, I, ca- I, I call both you guys kind of crunchy.
1: <laughs> crunchy. A little bit. A like little that. bit.
0: Like you guys met at Burning Man.
1: Yeah. Alternative. Yeah.
0: You guys (laughs) uh, met a bird. Yeah. And, and, um, one day Scott, my accountant, you know, we're working on my taxes. was like, you know what? I feel like you and Mike Tan would get along. And I was like, who's Mike Tan. He's like, like a healer. He's a healer. And, and at that point I wasn't even a body worker yet. I never thought I was going to be a masseuse. Like I never had an interest in being a masseuse. I I just wanted to help people with their pain. And so regular massage didn't really resonate with me because I I didn't want to give like Swedish massages at like Burke Williams. Like I was not, I was Mm -hmm. not interested. So I met Mike Tan and he became my teacher and Mike, if you'll, Sensei, if you'll explain your approach for my mm-hmm. audience. Now, keep in mind, this this population, some men, but mostly women, super high-level athletes, hobbyists too, so professionals, oh, but, you know, a lot of them have, you know, regular jobs, but they have this really high, you know, like, yeah. like super crazy side gig where they're pulling their own body weight. Oh, yeah, we man. have a lot of the same um imbalances because we're always pulling up so if you'll keep that in mind and then and then um, explain your approach to the body
1: sure well the simplest thing I could say is is I I simply cut the body up into five areas and you know like your feet shins and calves are like your shock absorbers they take all the impact then your hip flexors, your knees, your, your adductors, your IT bands, your, your stomach and your psoas, that's like, you know, you're always sitting, you're always crunching that area, and when you're on a rope or when you're pulling yourself up, you're, you're squeezing in that area, mostly in the front. So that area gets worked a lot, you know, and a lot of people are anterior bound. And then the extensors, you know, the glutes, the lower back, that's all your, your third area. And your fourth are your arms, shoulders, hands, and your fifth is like the upper torso, head, and neck. So what I tend to find is the lower you go, the more problems you tend to see, you know, and, or if you're an aerialist, they may be more in the hands, arms, shoulders, necks, leading into the, you know, leading from the hands all the way up. So it's like to unravel the pain from the source is always the key and how efficiently you do it. And when you have right dominance versus left or you have people that are doing sports or activities like a jewelry maker, you know, there's some intense jobs out there that make people work. But yeah, with the I remember from working with you, Carrie, like uh, your hands and your wrists, you know, I remember the forearms from that holding. And, uh, what's interesting is, is the, uh, jujitsu people that I've worked with, a lot of their grappling is almost the same. It's (laughs) like, you got to unwind their hand and their arm. Uh, It's like, oh my God, you know, it's, and then when you get that squeeze coming from the back and from other places and you balance it out, you know, with like either, release exercise or stretching or whatever you know whatever way you work it out like i like to have a little formula for working each of these areas you know then you can help get people in back into shape you know you can get them to do whatever they want to do but maybe balance a little bit differently for their hobby or their sport you know what i'm saying Yeah. no so maybe I just went off into the no, deep end that. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's what this
0: is for. It's long form. This, this time is for the deep end. And I think these, I think my audience is there for it because um, <laughs> sure. even though it's called the Expecting a Realist and we talk about motherhood and what we do, it's like pain is such a central part.
1: Oh my god. It's such
0: a central part of you know pain management. Body maintenance like right now for example sensei my my right deltoid like anterior <laughs> lateral is like i'm like did i tear something or is this just mad and then my left wrist is kind of given given yeah i was like ah you know so i work on yeah. myself um but you know i'm carrying a toddler all the time yeah yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'm teaching five days a week. It just—it's such a maintenance thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it would really help if I had two weeks of rest, but I don't have that.
1: Yeah, it's a—it's amazing because you know I've shifted from teaching and treatments to just treatments mainly and private teaching. So I haven't had that 30-hour class, which takes more than 30 hours, you know, to yeah. do, you know. <laughs> But uh, it's been interesting to see. I'm, I've just been more like a worker, healer, warrior kind of guy out there, you know, just like traveling, hired gun. And it kind of feels fun to do that. It's like a little bit less time responsibility because, yeah, I can work on myself as I go. I, I don't have to be in front of people as much. You know, I don't have as much material to get across. I could be very specific. You know, so I was I was telling you about this back case we were doing this guy. Um, a poor guy. First, you know, he fell down a set of stairs and he hit his tailbone. Oh, right. Man. And then, yeah, so that put him in the wreck. And I think it took him about a week to heal. But he was back swinging the golf club. And then I think they went to France and he got some intestinal flu and he was vomiting like black piled <laughs> and then he blew out his disc there his l4 l5 wow. but we deducted it he thought it was the fall but i said wait you can't have been swinging a golf club with a herniated disc there's no way and he sent me the mri and it was like some crazy 1.5 centimeter extrusion <laughs> it was like what
0: wait that this is the same cute. guy that you were just talking about and you released his psoas is it the same guy? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. But that wasn't the first step. Like the first days I was just like, okay, where is it hurting? You know, it's one of these sciatica from L4, L5 in the lumbar goes down the glute, the hamstring.
0: Okay. So, can, okay. Break this down. Cause there's a lot of sciatica pain too in my, in my audience. Oh, so can sir. you explain, and uh, again, like my, my audience maybe will not be able to do it for themselves, but can you explain how oh, you treated the sciatica? No.
1: Well, for sure. Like his case was a herniation. That means the disc actually burst. And they say there's an extrusion coming out and it's landing on the nerve or a protrusion from the burst into the nerve. And his is an extrusion case. And the first thing they're saying is rest, you know, because the pain's going from the back down the glute, down the hamstrings, down the calf on the outside. To the foot, to the pinky toe. I mean, it's insane. It could be radiating, numbing. It's worse in the mornings when he wakes up. You know, this is all sciatica cases are different. But when it's. Well, and not all sciatica
0: from back- comes from a blown out disc. A it's- emission,
1: no, no. There can be an impingement. There could be a piriformis. There could be other things. There could be psoas issues, pelvic, hip.
0: So he's kind of got the marriage of these two things.
1: There's always the steps of first, like PT, there's uh, uh, anti-inflammatories, there's steroids. He had five days of steroids before he started seeing Mm -hmm. me. Okay. But uh, he had an epidural scheduled, which is a pretty serious set of shots under a scope, you know, close to the spine to try to uh, numb the area you know give it some time to heal so the inflammation doesn't goes down you know because the nerves just waking it up all the Mm -hmm. time and everything's inflamed but what's terrible is in these cases is you go mad because it's always hurting you cough you sneeze you twist you you bend he's got a two-year-old can't pick her up you know to and it's like all these things that it's like uh Wow, his life is miserable, but you know, he can have me come in. I I came in, we started working together, we started with the assessment of what was going on, where the pain was. I always start with the pain. Always start with the condition, try to figure out where it's coming from, and then I start with treatment next or continue with treatment and uh, try to help relieve the inflammation, get things flowing, the energy flowing. You know, this is structural energy as I'm talking about like muscle and joint just kind of like nerve, everything, all talking, you know, a flow in the chain.
0: Okay. So for my audience, because I understand what you're saying, but like from their perspective. So what I learned very specifically from sensei is his technique of thumbing, which is not his, it's a very old technique, years and years, decades, Um, centuries, centuries. centuries, And it's this technique That you're using your thumbs, but your your body
1: push the toothpaste down the tube. Yeah. So, (laughs) can
0: you explain the energy lines of the body?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. It's more like structural. Is almost like the martial artist kung fu thing, where it's kind of like inside, outside, front, back. It's like how you move. Like, is it heavy to move your leg that way, or is it light? If it's easy to move your leg that way, your energy is open and flowing. <laughs> if it feels like a 200-pound weight moving your leg forward, you've got some block channels, you know. And then after the channels are blocked for a while, it, you know things feel more stuck or heavy. The fascia gets more stuck then the joint gets more limited in range of motion. Like an ankle doesn't move as much because the shin and calf is so tight or the knee is tight. It doesn't extend all the way because the quads and hamstrings are so tight and the energy is stuck. And I was working on a a soccer player today. He was like, he's like in his 20s, twenty four. And I was releasing his IT band on his left, and he's like, I'm feeling heat. I'm feeling tingling in my hands and everything like that. What's going on? And I'm like, that's the energy releasing.
0: <laughs> yeah, blocked energy like, that's been in there for however long.
1: Long. Yeah. It's like a stiffness, and it can feel cold when it shoots through the body. And um, the body in that area doesn't feel as warm. It's like the circulation is less. So it's all these things. But the biggest thing I feel is like the weight of the legs. Like when I'm moving a leg that's blocked energetically, it feels like 200 pounds. When it's been open after a while, I pick it up and it feels a lot lighter. The same leg. It's quite it's interesting. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's basically um, part of it. That's the eastern side of it. That's why I basically try to take the eastern approach and the western side is more like like body assessment, you know, I use like strain, counter strain, like active release type of techniques too. I use cross fiber, you know, so I, I, psoas release that came from an osteopath. So I try to blend Eastern feeling of the lines with a Western also bodywork approach and rebalancing approach. Because I also believe when you come to working with these five areas of the body, they need different things. You know, like the feet, shins, and calves take so much just abuse. You know, or you're talking about a runner, let's say. You know, it's like, can you stop running for a week while we try to soften these? <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> okay, so i'm I'm gonna I'm gonna interject because I want to explain. Okay, what happens when you go to see Mike Dan for the first time? Just to kind of like, because because you just you. So for my listeners, okay, Mike Tan is, this, is, is, a deep, is a deep diver. So this is what happens. And this is why I started initially wanting to learn from him because you arrive at your session. He has you stand nice and straight, feet in a certain place, arms by your side. And he looks at you and he can tell you what the problem is. <laughs> Basically. <laughs>
1: My teacher used to tell me the problem as they were walking up, like from 30 feet away. He'd, he'd be like, Kuntan, look at that person's growing problem. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Be like, what? Uh,
0: yeah. Like, he's like, you're, you're, you know, he's like, your shoulder's <laughs> dipping off a little bit. Do you have numbness in that shoulder? I was like, I do, actually. <laughs> I had like a pinched nerve in that shoulder, and then I was uneven. <laughs> and I learned, I, I attempted to learn this technique of body assessment from him. And the reason why I'm not better at it is because you have to practice every day. I believe like you have to Mm -hmm. look at bodies and assess because it is, he he's not in the business of giving a, uh, you know, he he's in the business of giving a corrective treatment, a corrective massage, a corrective body where he wants to fix a
1: problem. Yeah.
0: So you walk into a session and he's able to basically figure out where, where you might be in pain and then work on that specifically, So, which is so important for my population. So my my personal story, which I love telling, is I went to Thailand pre-baby and I spent a week and it was... One of the best weeks of my life because I, you know, rarely Mm -hmm. did I ever, like, travel across the world by myself, not for work. Like, it was my, it was for me. It wasn't working for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I traveled across the world by myself, stayed in, like, a lovely hotel with a pool and Mm -hmm. a wine bar. (laughs) 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 And, like... And then there's like a, there's like a barbecue, you know, one of those barbecues where you sit outside and, and like you can put, you know,
1: like, yeah, like, and you
0: can just put your shrimp and blah, blah, blah in there. And then I took this course from, from sensei where we worked, you know, I don't know, six, eight hours a day on this technique and I practiced it.
1: Was that the line? Yeah, I took structural
0: energy lines with you at that time. So we did structural energy lines and I was learning that. And the the story is that throughout the week I was getting worked on because we work on each other, which was awesome. And then at night I would go pay for like a, you know, a Thai massage, which was so cheap. (laughs) And then at the end of the week we had scheduled my session with you. So I was just going to do the one session, him working on my body and We did two hours and we stopped in the middle so that I could like do shots do shots of (laughs) vodka because I was (laughs) did you remember that?
1: (laughs) I I was like, I wonder what I got in the house because I think you need something to relax.
0: (laughs) How often do you offer Vodka shots in the middle of a session. Not often.
1: Well, if the person needs it, sure. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> well, And
0: I, I don't smoke. So I think that would be a good option too. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But <laughs> because basically he realized that my two of my hamstring muscles, of course, there's fascia and they're together, but they were locked together probably my whole life. Oh, man. I don't know if you remember this. I remember this because it's my body. The
1: dancer the dancer is extreme. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, wow. Oh, wow. You were on point or something. I was just like feeling the leg going, hmm, you know, or something. Like This know? hasn't separated
0: ever. And <laughs> throughout one hour, well, he worked on my arms extensively that two hours, but the second hour after the vodka shots, I remember we like specifically went to seven 11 or whatever. Seven 11 is in Thailand. And we got like, raspberry juice or something. <laughs> something and then vodka and I just I just quickly and then you went into that hamstring and <laughs> and, and changed it <laughs>
1: yep. and um,
0: yep. I then oddly after the arms too I don't know exactly what you did but I didn't have neck pain again for a year oh,
1: that was great
0: And I can't explain what did it. But I, you know, number one, very excited that I even know a Mike Tan in case I'm that much in pain again. But to be able to apprentice under you and and slowly over time learn, learn your practice is just such a, it's just, I'm very lucky because also we talk about this all the time. A lot of people who want to be masseuses there's this quickness about it. And what I love is that I have no intention of this being a quick practice. I know that, well, also because I'm a mom and it, it, it works for me that like, it's not pressing me right now, but I work on people. I have a couple clients a week and you know, he'll show, he'll teach me technique for a week and I'll work on that one week worth of, of study for a year or more. And Mm. this process should take me, you know, 10, well, I don't think we ever stop learning, but you know, 10, 15 years, probably. For sure. And what you do is so specific that it it would take that long because the way you're communicating with these bodies is just like, the only way to get there is to take time and to work on as many bodies as you do. So, um, okay. So... My listeners probably have crazy outside line on their arms. Um, mm-hmm. Pain. So it's lateral. Tired. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that? How that happens? How, how our movement patterns create that for us? And then how you would treat it?
1: Um, most, most times when I have like, like a rock climber, like similar, something like that. I haven't had as many aerialists. But like I've had definitely rock climbers or people that are in construction or, you know, people that definitely use their arms. Body workers, always working with different body workers or, you know, and there was a whole bunch of acro yogi people. So definitely the yogi, the standard yogis were not too many on their arms, you know, but but the acro yoga people definitely there's a lot of the grip that they had was insane too. But I worked with a, a dancer in Chiang Mai and she was teaching Ariel as well as pole and just saying how much, and I felt it in her upper body, just how much she held and how strong she was, you know, and the grip that it was there. And it's just like, everything I teach is always about first release. First is the first thing, like even just soaking your hands, arms, forearms, in a tub of hot water and Epsom salt, like, you know, every three, four times a week, you know, you don't need a whole bath, but focus on that area, you know, stretch them out a little bit. Let them, let them just kind of stretch in the tub while you're soaking them, relax them, you know, and then I would give like stretching and body rolling kind of exercises, like stuff you can use, like, you know, lay the forearms on a roller, small roller or small balls. There's some nice, ball sets on Amazon, like these rad balls are really nice, you know, but just to start to help relieve them. I like the roller for like the triceps, like laying down, you know, I can share some positions, but, but again, like I said, you know, even for what's happening there, you think about what's holding in the core, you know, in the center core in the front, you know, that's holding to counteract the arms and then what would hold maybe in the knees or the, you know, the hip flexors as well. So even though you're treating the symptom more up top, you know, there's still deeper things in the whole structure of the body that, that need to be worked on as well, you know, where you can then start to stretch and lengthen and mobilize, you know, so you know different approaches and strengthening will usually be in the posterior side like mostly in the deltoids mostly in the mid back mostly in the posterior side of the neck you know like even when you're doing like remember those rowing exercises where I yeah. have you kind of tilt your neck back and arch your back like recurve with the breath so it's almost like doing you know uh, back crunches you know <laughs> getting your back to to pull you know versus your front or your neck or your chest or your arms you know so all different stages but always you have to have the release and the range of motion first before you start strengthening if you can't even like extend your elbow all the way you know then why are you strengthening your arms because then everything's going to shorten even more you know, so you've got to get that full extension. So you've got to work the other side.
0: Yeah. And this is you know. where I really feel like Western PT misses the mark. Mm. Because every single person I see that goes to PT, it's just a strength based focused program.
1: Yeah. 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 They just
0: want to strengthen around what the, week, the week join is. And there's yeah. something to say about that. There is definitely something to say, but that's 50% of the picture. If you're not releasing and stretching, what's too tight? Like, it's just very basic.
1: Of course. Um,
0: You know, and I I think a lot of my audience might resonate with that. They're like, well, the problem is I'm too tight. Now we're just going to strengthen more.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you have a lot of these people that haven't had that injury, that haven't worked on people that have that injury. So it's kind of like a textbook, kind of robotic, like, you know, there's approach to it you know but even when i have one sciatica case versus another sciatica case the same exercises don't work you know where the nerve is impinged really changes positionally where i can put his knee or his hip you know or if i put pressure on a roller on his calf or not <laughs> if the nerve is firing all the way down there or not you know so it's it's something a, a good guide It's useful. I could put steps on the web, but always having someone to, uh, you know, like you or I, you know, to oversee the case and make the right calls, you know, so that's what we're talking about.
0: So let's talk about, can we talk about, can we talk about shoulders? Shoulders are problematic. Uh, Shoulders are problematic um, impingement, especially for us, the Terra's minor major area where those tiny little asshole muscles like to to (laughs) internally rotate the humerus and then now you're like hunched forward and you can't open your chest and then you're doing more silk so that you're climbing more and it's all in the front.
1: You know you know what how that happens is most times women have their elbows out a little too far wide, being they're working from their scapulas more instead of having them more tuck closer to the bottom. closer closer to the torso and working with the chest and back more
0: are you saying when you're doing a pull-up to
1: tuck your elbows close to your torso try to use your your central core your chest back belly everything but if you have your elbows out what do you use your shoulders, your scapulas, yeah. your scapulas, your shoulders, your delts, your your teres minor, you know, but if you have it elbows tucked, almost like rubbing in and out from your torso, guess what you'll use more of like yeah. your, 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 your psoas, right? You bring it away or you bring the power in, you know? So a lot of things could be observed positionally, structurally, how chains work together when in the right position, you know. And if there's a problem there, it might be a habit from where they've been or even when you're on the computer, sometimes it's hard not to have that elbow out, right, using the mouse.
0: Oh, this is a really good tip.
1: What do you feel when you're working all day? You feel shoulders and neck and arm and <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, so basically keeping the elbows in and stay out of your traps a little bit and use the right muscles, which is such a hard
1: Thing to be aware yeah. of when
0: you're on the pad. So hard. Well, also because we're uh, many times on silks, which is a different apparatus where our hands are stacked.
1: Oh. Our yeah. hands
0: are stacked. Uh, I like to switch whichever hand is on top just to even up that uneven balance. Yeah,
1: exactly. But exactly. you know
0: th- that grip is really hard to do a pull up in. If you ask me, really hard. Um, sure. But so so if you had me come in to get worked on my shoulders. I have a little bit of impingement on the top left where I have a little bit of numbness here and there when I'm not taking good care of myself. My my arms are a little bit rotating inwards because of all the things.
1: Most shoulder issues like I've had people come in just for like 40 minute shoulder session. And I'll just wail right into it. Like, this is a, okay, here, bite down on this. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a ball (laughs) jack. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And just go to town. But yeah, usually I'll start, I'll check the nerve from the the chest from just under the, the clavicle there and just work that down through the armpit brachial plexus, but all the way to the fingertips. And I'll just work the inside, the outside, just underneath on the triceps. Squeeze the
0: toothpaste tube out. Is
1: that? Exactly. Get them into the side position, working in the scapula, try to release everything in the rhomboids, try to just get it free, the traps, the neck. I love side position for all that work. But yeah, it goes up to the neck. But the left side is always usually the side that's getting skewed by the right. I mean, most times the right is the strong side, is the Dom, you know, the dominant side. And then that comes down and in. And the left side usually gets thrown up and high. So usually the left shoulder and scapula is up higher and skewed out than the right, which is more lower and in.
0: Oh, that it's, explains it's everything.
1: The law, law of dominance. You have two stronger bulls. The one takes the center. The other one gets pushed out. You know, the the stronger one wins. Yeah. And and
0: on how, what's the percentage of the population is right dominant? Like
1: most? Oh, the majority. Even, even people that are lefty are kind of like right hip dominant and left can write, but the right can throw farther. And it's like, what? You know, (laughs) but because they've had to learn so many things, right. It's kind of skewed their dominance. You know, but the full on right dominance, your golfers, tennis players, you know, guitar players, you know, things like really do things in an awkward way, right and left, change things in their body dynamics. But you're treating the left shoulder and scapula and it's kind of like, oh, you got to look at the right. You know, you got to look at the hips. You got to look at the spine you know it's all involved you know it's been there for many years that the spine has probably curved a certain way for this right shoulder and hip dominance you know
0: so what would you suggest for daily maintenance
1: ah uh, well first correction yeah find what's most important where's the pain let the pain drive it you know, if it's lower body, definitely always start lower, you know, if there's things in the hip or the knee, and that'll help what's above it. But if it's strictly like shoulder issue specifically, just like, like that same idea of wailing on the shoulder for an hour, just start treating it with release. I do like some kind of an Epsom salt thing. I want to make kind of like recipes, like healing recipes. I was thinking of calling them recipes or remedies, but just like sciatica, Simple remedies, basic, not too technical, you know, if it's beyond this or if you have pain and exercises, don't do it. But, you know, just to start treating it, but first like a soak, then like a roll, then like a little bit of a stretch, you know, and then strengthen the back as needed, you know, try these first three, four, five steps and see if it starts getting better, you know? And if there's pain in any step, Message me, contact me, you know, we can talk about it. That's different. But like I was telling you with that sciatica case, his with the blown out disc, I had maybe 12 or 14 exercises, but I cut it down to eight. Because two were flat out uh, flaring up the sciatica. Mm. And two were okay, but I wanted him to focus on the other eight. So I went with like <laughs> eight efficiency <laughs> exercises versus you know two that two more that could harm and two more that didn't really help too much you know i said for two weeks work on this and then we'll continue again you know
0: okay so this podcast is going to be slightly frustrating for have people listening because they're going to be like well this is great except i don't have access to mike tan
1: <laughs> sure, sure sure but uh We'll try to keep it as like, I want to, that's what I want to try to do is I feel behind because I feel like so much of this material, I want to put on my website first before you release this one. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: but it's, it's okay. You know it's okay mean? because
1: but it's like bits of introduction and then we'll, yeah, we'll but, but, the, but the
0: point is, is the reason, the reason for this first episode, because I think that like you are not the professor that somebody can listen to once and under, and absorb everything it's just not the case mm-hmm. even for super like tuned in to individuals it's still
1: um i go fast no it's not it's yeah. not just that
0: it, it's mm-hmm. like if number 1 if you don't know anatomy yet how are you supposed to understand what you're talking about i understand you but yeah. i have been learning from you for years So, so I think that this first episode, it's not necessarily important that they go right away and do these exercises. I think, I think it's important to listen to the way you look at the body because there's a lot, you know, a lot of these issues that people have, they don't have somebody in their life talking about it like this. And this is really important for our self-awareness because if you go to a doctor, they don't have this vocabulary. Our masseuses don't necessarily have this vocabulary. Our PTs don't have this vocabulary. It's very specific. The way you understand the human body. (laughs) And um, yeah, you don't need to, I don't think you need to have the exercises ready to go because I'm going to have you on for a series, you know, I'm going to have you on every couple months. And then my listeners, if they're really into it, they can start to really build the way I have with you because it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to bite off at once when you're talking about how everything is so connected, but how is everybody, everything so connected. It's very, yeah. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. It's like so interesting, but it's complicated. Oh, thank
1: you. You. and that's what I mean, I feel like. I mean I, I I just picked up one of my old manuals from structural energy uh uh awakening foundations course from like 2016. The thing's like a hundred pages long.
0: Yeah, I mean there's so, there's so many <laughs> I got, details.
1: I cut it into like two and a half courses, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. That was the original course that I put people through for like 16 days or something. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, and it's, it's um, you know, if you take it, you know, I was taking this course and it's just like, it's such a combination of intellect and feel.
1: Yeah, think, that's the East and the yeah, West. Yeah, because you can't,
0: sure. you can't just go by all feel because yeah. you don't know what you're feeling yet. Cause that, I mean, my friend, Gail, who works on me, you know, the last time I worked on her, she was like, you know what, you really, your hands feel different to me. And that only comes with time. It only comes with time. So you have to practice that. And then also I remember, um, so all, all of my, all of the teachers that have been very influential in my life. I don't know if you're like this with your teacher. Um, Mike Tan talks about his sensei all the time. Like, there's a couple like Mike Tan is a very gentle being, but when he's a teacher, there's a couple times you said, I've said that I've repeated myself to you one too many times. You just got to absorb it. And I, I, I like, (laughs) it's not it's not fear that's not the word because i i don't fear you i'm not
1: just like don't want to disappoint no like you don't want to disappoint like
0: i don't want to disappoint you i want to do my best but like obviously i didn't absorb it yeah right so it it was this feeling of like oh shit
1: (laughs) oh my god me just just said oh shit i'm sorry And you you know, and you know what, my, uh, my teacher would always say it so nicely. He would always say, and that means heart, cool, cool, (laughs) like, cool it, cool your jets. (laughs) But he said it with a smile. And I'm like, there's, what are you talking about? About about the knee above, below, inside, outside. I'm trying to learn his pitch in English (laughs) too at least
0: I speak the same like actual (laughs) language that you do
1: Uh, so I mean I know you know it's like you're you're overheating you're going too quick you're missing it you got to slow down you know that's most times when I feel like okay you're trying to trying to absorb too quick so it's it's a lot it definitely is passes and layers and repeat that's what I was thinking with the with what I wanted to do with preparing material is just Sharing, you know, like approaches for different parts of the body or different kinds of conditions, like what you can do is just like first steps, you know, I want to make that more like template approach that you can search for and get my search feature online going. So, yeah, I have a vision towards making it more and accessible because even if I started to get more famous, I'd be in trouble fast because <laughs> I couldn't, I, I couldn't support it. You know, you know, I I worked ten days in a row when I was doing that thing and I'll be doing another seven twice in April in a row, you know. So those are intense weeks of you know, challenging a nerve and going to the next step. So
0: Well and and Sensei has this technique where he flicks flicks the nerves. (laughs) And I still I learned this technique from him years ago and I still don't have the balls to do it on anybody. (laughs) <laughs> oh, except for myself
1: yeah uh, can you
0: can you talk yeah. about what that is and why you do it and the purpose of it
1: the strumming of the it? strumming the of strumming, a strumming of a nerve the strumming of a yeah strumming of the nerve the strumming of the nerves well it's like a signal kind of a processing unit like um there's some kind of conditions like a uh, drop foot which means you can't pick up the front of the foot and the there's a nerve on the tibial nerve on the front of the shin that's just getting spiked and from the from the problem from the source of the problem and it's pushing the foot to go down so the person can't flex their ankle anymore back so when a nerve like that gets blocked it's not saying that you could cure drop foot by clearing it but you could help it to relieve the pressure along that nerve by releasing the fascia and cl- like almost like cleaning the nerve channel along that line and getting the ankle moving again. You can bring a lot of relief to someone that's been just pinned on for a while, you know what I mean, or something like that. Or sometimes in the elbow gets trapped from someone that's been like rotating their forearm a lot, you know, like uh, turning their arm, like someone like a construction worker. So the nerve in there gets trapped in the outside, like underneath the common extensors, you know, the outside of the forearm muscles. So I'll work in the elbow. It'll feel freaky. It'll feel tingly to the fingers. But you can help release that. I've worked in carpal tunnel cases. I've worked in cubital tunnel or different different kind of uh You said you uh,
0: work with the brachial plexus, too.
1: Yeah, in the brachial plexus, in the elbow, in the... You know, in the fingers and the thumb and the wrist, realign the, the carpals and the wrist and the metacarpals, you know, so there's all kinds of possibilities there. But it definitely comes with time and experience. Like when I even teach people, I don't teach them the most radical things to do It's just step by step open the energy along these channels. You know, get the fascia going, try to get the range of motion more fluid and correct, you know, to get the full extension and flexion. You know, so you just work energy by energy, muscle by muscle, joint by joint, but along the path of the lines helps to integrate things. And the nerves usually live, you know, with some amount of energy along those channels, so when I feel the energy is blocked and I can feel that the nerve is just not like firing through there, yes, it'll feel like I'm torturing you to help get you relieved. Like <laughs> it'll feel like, what's this guy doing to me? You know, it's so sharp, the pain. But as the session progresses, the pain gets less intense. As the nerve releases at many places along the path, the pressure kind of calms down. So that's what it kind of is when you're strumming or flicking the nerves or kind of like, like balancing the pressure. So there's not a intense firing anymore. You know, so many issues these days are neuropathies, you know, and that's what happens when everything starts like, and when you have a neuropathy, it starts firing the muscle and then the muscle gets just hard or worn out or loses that range of motion, you know? so it's like long-term dysfunction you know you want to keep the nerve signals clean you want to try to keep everything muscular working in balance you know
0: so to be specific um and and i'm gonna possibly get myself in trouble if i get this line wrong so (laughs) so because it's kind of like I haven't taken, Um, I I might get the line wrong. uh, (laughs) I know, right? So line number one in the legs, it goes up the second toe, through the ankle, up the, right on the outside of the, of that bone in the front. And then it goes into the quad, right up the center, up into right where your Isis is, right, right inside there. Am I right? Isis.
1: Right inside. (laughs) Remember, grab your asses. <laughs> these
0: are these are sensei's uh bodywork jokes. I don't think everybody gets it, but I get it.
1: A S <laughs> I S. You can look it up. <laughs> and then the, the
0: line carries carries tell me if I'm wrong, like back to the straight up that same side, erector spinae. Am I right?
1: Yeah, but it'll wrap underneath the hamstring and go up uh, under the knee and go up from there under the glute that follows that line follows the sciatic nerve very much so. And on the lower leg just underneath uh, the tibia on the inside edge on the medial edge. Wow. And then to the third toe on the inside. Third
0: toe on the inside, not the second toe on the second inside. I'm my,
1: my, Second my, and third metacarpal. I totally, I totally
0: uh, failed the quiz, but I put myself up to it. So, <laughs> so, um, and then all the way up, up the neck. Over the head into the eyebrow on that same side, it stops, right? Yeah, that's um, that's the line.
1: It's uh, uh, something foramen, that's what it is. <laughs> it's called What is it called? It's a, little, it's a something it's a foramen of some sort, like a little divot. Oh yes, that divot something. right
0: on the yeah, almost yeah, at yeah. the yeah. inside edge, but not
1: quite. Of the eyebrow, yeah.
0: So that that line basically when I work on my clients, they say they say to me, I'm having like I'm having hip problems on my right side in the front, I'll do this entire line a lot of the times and something up the line will really resonate with them. And not necessarily, but sometimes their hip pain will, will, will kind of go away. I know mom is trying to help.
1: It'll definitely be that it's like, uh, as you get more familiar with it, and as, as people feel the release along the channel, it helps move the energy all over the body. And that's the Eastern approach, that we're, we're not just a sum of different parts of the body, you know, there's a holistic, integrative nature of it, you know. And that's what we explain it as, is energy.
0: <laughs> if you could tell my audience maybe one or two things they can do to get started on, on self-care.
1: Self-care, I would say just make sure you have a good amount of cardio every day. That would probably be the biggest thing. You know, watch what you eat, do things. But just, you know, even if it's just a little walk around the block, it's great just to keep yourself moving. But if you can get like two, three or four times a week, get a good hour, hour and a half and something that keeps your heart sustained, that's one of the best things for yourself going forward. And if you get sunshine as well, even better.
0: All right, guys, thanks for deep diving with me with Sensei Mike Tan. I hope you got as much out of that as I did. And I'm going to have him back. And we're going to talk about a lot of other things and diving deeper into it. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you go to the show notes, there is easy registration for the mini- course by wrap your head around silks i have tons of different free resources for you on my website as well and then free silks content on my instagram as always at carrie Wee yeah thanks for being with me if you would honor me with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcast to help other people in our community find us please do so and have an amazing week Happy training, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. This is the expecting area.